Congratulations. Congratulations. Your selection by the Legendary Sip podcast is evidenced by the Sipping Committee's recognition of your listener history and unique personal qualities. It is my hope that through hard work and commitment, you will progress through the episode and continue to support our podcast as full-time listeners of the Legendary Sip podcast. I can tell you from experience that the surest way up this ladder is to listen carefully and to follow our podcast. You may be confused at times and other times unsure, but remember, I will never ask you to watch anything that I wouldn't watch myself. Dude, honestly, you you kind of you kind of got that that uh that Lou Lewis Bloom uh vibe going to you in that that intro. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we watched Nightcrawler for this week, as we stated previous episode. Uh, before we get into it, what did you think about this? Well, what did you think about this movie going into it? Well, I nothing. I have no. I had no <laughs> idea what this movie was going to be about, other than it's not a superhero movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the. I'm trying to think of Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Other than the last Spider-Man movie, and I just, I, yeah, I can't. I honestly, I, I don't. I know his face. I know who he is, but I've never really watched him much as an actor. So yeah, I don't know anything about his film filmography or his IMDb. Yeah, so. I was. I've I've had this movie on my my list of things to watch for a while mm-hmm. now. Just. I don't, I don't know why it just kind of interests me and I really thought it was going to be something else entirely than what it was and I'm still happy I'm still happy with what we got. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty I think it was a pretty good experience. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh but this movie has is directed by Dan Gilroy. The tagline is The City Shines Brightest at Night. I like it. It had an estimated budget of Eight million five hundred thousand. Its release date was October thirty first, two thousand fourteen. A runtime of one hundred and seventeen minutes. It was uh, rated R for obvious reasons. A lot yeah, of I violence and violence, and not eh, some gore. Some, some gore, blood. yeah. Yeah, some dark themes. Yes. Yeah. It had a worldwide box office of about forty-seven million, so it it definitely definitely made a lot of money for itself. Yeah, it did well for its budget. Yeah, it's uh, currently streaming on Netflix. So if you guys want to go check it out before listening to the rest of this episode, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, um, yeah, wouldn't watch it with uh, young kids, but I think it's a good movie to watch. I think it was it would be a decent Halloween movie too, since it came out on Halloween that year yeah yeah um i'm gonna put this in here now because we always forget it and we always end up spoiling stuff so right here right now spoiler alert no use crying over spoiled milk uh let's get into our sell that sip it's a six word summary of the movie yeah i'll go uh (laughs) mine is uh murderous media makes for mad money Murderous media makes for mad money. I like it. Yeah, you got a little alliteration going. Uh, yeah, and it look like a, a little. I guess you wouldn't say current events, but a lot of media these days like just strives off of you know violence and crazy stuff going on in the world. 
yeah what I, people will watch i think that's pretty much what tv media has been for quite a while now and this definitely shows that a lot in this movie yeah at least in the u.s definitely in the u.s like you can't flip a channel without at least seeing breaking news mass car chase or school shooting school like, shooting yeah what the heck it's it's really true that in american culture violence sells yeah but not nudity just violence <laughs> just violence it's okay if people die <laughs> yeah it's kind of kind of a shame kind yeah. of it's moments like these where you're just kind of like man i really am part of this culture <laughs> it's a little messed up yep uh but my sell that sip is express vpn but for human lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Express VPN for human life. Wow. That's Well that's his pr- his, his um his whole production was called the uh, video video production news. So yeah. VPN and then uh they're always trying to get the to the scene of the crimes before the cops do. So it's like definitely express and it gets put on the news pretty quickly, so obviously there's some express there, and it's always for human lives. Like it's always just a matter yeah. of, uh, well, it, it did they die? Like, oh my god, what's happening? Like, family shooting? We got to check this out. This will sell a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And I just thought it was funny that it was Express VPN. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into the rating. Uh, out of 10 media... St- or, huh. Out of 10 Nightcrawlers. Out of 10 Nightcrawlers, what would you rate this sip, Albert? I'm going to rate it... Let's see. I I'm, I think I'm leaning toward 7 dead Nightcrawlers out of 10. 7 dead Nightcrawlers? <laughs> <laughs> Seven that got into accidents because the first one uh, broke their van. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um, do you want to elaborate a little bit or? Uh, I, 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 I don't. I, I'm trying. I'm stuck between a seven and eight. Got you. Because it feels in some parts that the movie goes on a little bit too slowly, for at least even the timing. Like it's barely two hours long but it feels so slow at some points. Yeah. Uh, I kind of lose some attention. I, I agree with you there. Um, I really did enjoy this movie, mm-hmm. and I did have fun with it, but there were times where I would I would glance at my phone because I was just like, okay, well, this is, this is getting kind of long feeling, and it's just like redundant scenes pretty much. Yeah, like the... F- after the beginning, it gets kind of slow to start up, and I think it de- it really detracts from me trying to figure out, like, what's the point of this movie, and what's, I guess you can say, the, not antagonist, but what is Lou actually trying to face that is a problem, and then we try to figure out he's a psychopath maybe halfway through, a little bit af- after halfway through, and it's almost too late for me to like it but i still like it but it's just yeah it takes too long to get there yes i i agree um which is why I'm, I, th- I think i'm gonna agree with your rating on a seven uh just because 
it was such a good story. I I wanted I was very interested in in Lou and his whole character. Yeah. But I I was always trying to figure out what exactly is supposed to be the antagonist of the story and Right. Th- it's not a specific person, it's not a specific thing is it's supposed to be like some weird thing where he's actually the the antagonist because after a certain point of the movie he kind of cheats in yeah. his storytelling and it's just like it doesn't really it's have, not satisfying yeah it doesn't really have that satisfying moment where it's just like this is a really good movie it's just yeah. it just it just kind of stays at like this movie's all right it's fun but it it's missing that that gut puncher the the haymaker. I, I think it's because he's such a psychopath. We don't want him to win, but he wins anyways. He gets no just desserts even at the end. Like he just slips by and he's fine. I, yeah. I think there's just no satisfaction for the viewer. Yeah, and it has some some interesting interesting points about it uh-huh. um, with media and how it's portrayed. And how it's pretty much it pretty much is how real life is right now in America, where where violence sells, and he figures this out pretty quickly and begins to cheat the system by showing shots how he he like starts messing with scenes of crimes and yeah he he hides stuff from the the cops and yeah. he gets away with all of it. Very unethically gathered video footage. Yeah, and I just I, I wish we would have had that moment where he he loses because I I think I think it would have had more of an impact if he ends up in jail or just not successful. Yeah, <laughs> at all. I mean the the bad guy wins in this movie. It, he does, and at the end of the movie, which is what I base the intro off of, he ends up with. A whole company with multiple vans and employees. I'm he sure steals tons of the idea. Yeah, he steals the idea of another um, another nightcrawler, and yeah. it, it's successful for him. And I'm sure they're interns, so they're getting paid really low. Oh, yeah, they're. I, I'm almost positive they're all interns. Uh huh. He's a scumbag, dude. I know. He's but a lovable scumbag. It, it, it's <laughs> so. It, it was so interesting to watch. At the same time, let's let's go ahead and get into the nitty gritty, as we like to say. Um, I'm just gonna go over the characters. It's not really a lot. I I mean, pretty much there's only one main character, but I added two more just because they're in the story quite a bit. Uh, Lewis Bloom, who is our main character, he's the scumbag we referenced. Um, Nina, who is the what what was her position? I would I for- say the director of the news channel. Yeah, the news channel that Lewis ends up uh, selling his media to quite often. Exploiting afterwards. Yeah. Really soon afterwards. Almost immediately. Yeah. And uh, Rick, who was his first intern um, at the beginning of the movie, and who unfortunately... Gets exploited too. Gets exploited and gets killed. Yep. It's it was <laughs> sad. It was really sad that like I don't I know what this guy's gonna do, but Rick doesn't have a clue. Yeah, you you knew 
hold on. Let's go into the tasty, and yeah, then yeah. because I thought this was tasty, like you knew that Lou was setting up Rick from almost the very beginning when uh, Rick started bargaining with him about how much he should be making, even after they settled on agreement of seventy five dollars a day, (laughs) and the whole time. They're during that final scene where they're trying to um, get the the two guys that killed the family. You're just wondering what's going to happen. Is he going to get shot in a crossfire? Are they going to realize this guy standing out in the open recording them? And are they going to get a car crash and he's going to die? Like you, you don't know. Like you you just don't know. And then once the the bad guys car actually does crash and the cops well the cops try to kill well the cops ran into him right i forgot how that happened yeah it was like a bad pit maneuver yeah you you think the guy's dead because lou says he's dead get him on camera and you're just like okay rick's fine rick's safe it's gonna be okay. <laughs> no. And then Lou starts recording other like other parts of the the scene, and you just hear gunshots. And Rick's Rick shot dead. No. And it's just like that fucking bastard, dude. <laughs> Excuse Are we my language. That? Are we gonna no, that? no, no, we're not. No, because he he deserves it. This movie's rated R. This podcast is rated explicit. <laughs> okay. I make sure I mark it every time. Just so I could say what I want about these scumbags like yeah. Lou, because yeah. he he's a jerk. He he's a psychopath. He should have never been in like the position he was. They should never gave him so much money. He violated so many. Just I don't I don't obviously I don't think they're well. Some of it's probably laws, especially when he walks onto crime scenes. Yeah, without, I mean journalists have like an ethics code. Yeah, he violates so many laws and ethics that it's just like you want him to fail, and yeah. he never does. And exactly, so I'm gonna—I hate him. <laughs> uh, well, what did you think was tasty about the movie, though, Albert? I mean, overall, the story was pretty good about a guy that, like almost anyone else in the modern age, that he could look up whatever he wants to learn, but. Some people might just have trouble interacting with people, understanding people, and just trying to find some kind of niche where they can excel at. I think that's that reflects a lot of people nowadays. Mm-hmm. But then, like Lou does, he takes it way too far, and I guess his his tendency just to just not care what other people think, even even though it's not positive or negative, but what they think about him, he just doesn't care about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal did such a good job with Lou. Yeah. And he he pretty much steals the show. He's in he's in the entire movie, obviously. And it's it's hard to take your eyes away from him because of just how much weight he brings to the movie. Like, yeah. He starts off. We start off the movie with a, a weird scene of him trying to sell fencing that he cut and. Uh, sewer potholes or pot covers. Yeah, basically just scrap metal. He's trying to resell. 
and he, they set him up as kind of this like this thieve. Yeah. And then you, you he starts you start to learn more about him and you you never really get much about his past. You just kind of you could tell that the, he's not really accustomed to human he's interaction. Not, yeah, he's and, not straight in the head. You I think you can immediately tell at the beginning of the movie when he decides to assault the security guard that confronts yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, you you could tell from the bat, like right off the bat, he's not a good guy. No, and he he's trying to find a job. And he just so happens across a crime scene where a car crashes and these, uh, not a crime scene, but a uh, accident where uh, these cops are trying to pull someone out of a car to save the the person's life, and this guy's ex- recording it so he could sell it to the news channels and. He's like, ah, oh, how, how do I do that? And he learns, and then it just it goes downhill from there. He starts exploiting everybody he gets a chance to. Like, he's following people who are on the phone talking so he can uh, get, like, inside scoops of where to go. Basic, and Yeah, or what to yeah. do, how to do it. He he listens to one guy who's trying to sell uh, the, the shooting with the, the store owner. And then he goes to that 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 uh, news place, and it's like, oh, I have a better shot. Like, you want to see this? And yep. just totally steals that guy's money. And it's just uh, like, you're you're a jerk, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, he very he was very manipulative, and it was gross but very interesting to watch at the same time. Yeah, and he he knows how to exploit people, which is is probably the most interesting thing to me about him because. He doesn't have good people skills outside of his manipulation. And but he knows people, though. Yeah. And it's At just the same like, time. It's really terrifying because, yeah. I mean, we see it with Rick. Like, with their first interaction is like, I have a, I have a job, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Why don't you tell me about your past, like, experiences? And we learn that Rick doesn't have a job, and he's, he's desperate, and he's just like, well, you're hired. But yeah. it's a non, it's an internship. You're not gonna get paid. And then it's like, well, how about? I think they agreed like thirty bucks a, a, a day, a night. Thirty bucks a night. Which this guy's selling, selling stories for over a thousand dollars. Yeah, and and I'm sure it took him months before he he said, quote unquote, got a performance review. Oh yeah, and he he holds the performance review over over poor Rick's head for most of the movie, uh-huh. and then at the end when they finally discuss it, they agree on seventy five dollars. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, and then then once Rick like realizes like, hey, I just got robbed pretty much. Like I could have asked for more, couldn't I have it? He's just like, oh, we we already agreed, and just kind of yeah. blows it off, and and that's that's just. With with one person, he exploits Nina, who's the the director of the the news channel, and to he exploits her to like have a relationship with him, and yeah. it's just Man. like, dude, that's so creepy to do, and she can't do anything because she's we we learn that she has a hard time like sustaining jobs Keeping at a, a job. station for too long, yeah, yeah. And, and this guy's bringing good stories, and you don't want to lose that. But at the same time, it's just like, man, like, 
This is this is blackmail. Well, it's, it's not. It's not, not blackmail. Black, it's not blackmail, but yeah, the evidence is not against her. Yeah, it's just like, what would you call it then? What is it? Yeah, exploiting. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he, he's just exploiting her the whole time, and it's just like, man. And then, after a while, he starts exploiting crime scenes, and he starts moving bodies around so he get get better angles and. Yeah, withholding information for police. With, yeah, like he knew who the the killers were of this this family, and when the police asked him about it, he's like, "I I don't have video evidence of them." It's too and dark. He 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 cut it out of his his video so he could. Excuse me. So you can have a story for later. And it's just like, dude, that's that's not cool. Like, yeah, you, you're playing was... with people's lives. And yeah. at the end of the day, when when he finally he finally does uh, try to get the story on the killers, uh, so many police officers died because of it. Because they just followed him to a store or a, a restaurant. Restaurant, yeah, and um. Then he called the police and said they had a gun, and then a shootout ensues, and then a car chase, and they have car this crash. Yeah, car crash. Poor and Rick. Then Rick dies because he tried to say he after the whole movie he finally has morals, and he's like, "What you're doing isn't right, man. Like you need to pay me more money if you want me to keep going with you, or else like I I might have to rat you out." Yeah, and then he's like, "Okay, we'll go half and half," and you're just like, "Oh no, this not Rick!" Side. He doesn't. <laughs> Lou doesn't do half and half. Yeah, he sends Rick Rick out to out of the car that they were in to record these these guys, and he's like, "Oh, it's more dangerous in the car, believe me." And it's like, "No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> like, not." Oh. Uh, poor Rick, and, th- and then you just gotta feel bad. At- and this is why I enjoyed the ending scene as well. Because he gets somehow manages to get out of it. Like the police, the detectives that were uh, questioning him at, when he first recorded the the um, shooting at the or not the shooting, but the the murders at the house. Uh-huh. When they go back to re-question him, and his story kind of breaks down, and it's just like they they still have no proof that he's withholding information. Yeah, and. I mean, kind of he unfortunate get, the house didn't have security cams or something similar. Yeah, yeah, he he gets away with it, and he ends up making a lot of money. He enough money to have expand this company to two vans and four 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 people working now, including himself. And three of those are probably interns who are probably making chump change. And he gives that speech. And to somebody who doesn't know this guy, that speech is like, yeah, oh, dude, this guy's like well, awesome. They they know the guy through his videos yeah. that they've posted on news channels, and but that's they, uh, that's a pretty good guy. He knows yeah, what but he's they don't doing. they don't know the guy. They don't know the guy. <laughs> so when, at the end, when he says, "Remember, I will never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do." He would flat do a lot lie. of stuff. Yeah, it's a flat out lie. He, like he would do some crazy stuff for 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 news and money. Yeah. Oh, I'm out of breath. <laughs> that was uh, a pretty good uh, tasty section. Well, you, he, 
I mean, it's mostly just him, though. Because I know, but like that, this character is so bad, but written so well. Yes. At the end of the day, and he's portrayed so well, and that's what that's what makes it a seven for me. Even though like there's things that fall apart, uh-huh. and there's there's flaws with this movie, but just his character, how he's written, how Jake Gyllenhaal acts as him, like. Night and day compared to how he was as Mysterio. Uh, yeah, that I range. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to watch more Jake Gyllenhaal movies because same. I didn't think he was. I didn't know he was that good of an actor. Yeah, for me, this felt like after thinking about it this week, it felt like. If the Joker was a more realistic character, this is how manipulative he would be. Like, he he understands people, he knows people, he'll do what he wants to get the job done, to get yeah. money. Like, like in so chaos, <laughs> like, he, he knows exactly, he knows exactly what people do. Yeah. And how to exploit it. it it's so creepy. It is really creepy. And it, it makes you wonder, like, if, if there's like people out there that are just like him in real life. Exactly. I mean, there probably there probably is. Oh, there definitely is. I'm yeah. sure. Man. Whew. But yeah, you t- you took. I think you took the words right out of mouth for most of that. That Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, Lewis Bloom, Lewis Bloom. Yeah. I, uh, that I really the movie, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the interview scene, too. Uh, I was telling you before we started recording that I, I really did try to make the intro based off of it just because of how he acts towards Rick at the beginning and how how desperate Rick is. Like, Rick thinks he's walking into a situation where he's having, like, a friendly interview with a potential employer mm-hmm. and, like, just kind of right off you you see things that are kind of weird like um he introduced himself as Louis Bloom and Rick's like oh nice to meet you Lou and he's like Louis you know like you have to call me Louis and then then when they start talking he's like in in, in the ad you didn't say what this job was and he's like just totally ignores the question and he's just like well tell me about your past experience and then Rick's just like, well, I haven't been able to hold a job very long. And he's like, why hire you? And <laughs> sell yourself, buddy. Yeah, sell yourself. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, I, I would think from, if I was in Rick's desperation, like desperation and his standpoint, that I would think this is probably a nice guy. But from the outside looking in, like, you could just see how, like, Oh, bad yeah. this guy how is. How many red flags there are. But, I mean, it's obvious that Rick is desperate and Lou is looking for someone exactly like this to just follow his orders to have such low self-esteem that Lou knows what to say, how to push him but not too far. Yeah, and... But, that, yeah, until he starts seeing how much money Lou earns by riding in a new car all this new equipment where he starts realizing that he needs a bigger cut yeah because 
for most of the movie, he's making thirty dollars, and he's nowhere closer to where to a better life than he was when he first started the job. Because you I mean, can't, prob- you can't, yeah, probably not. I mean, we kind of see a better wardrobe from him, but that's kind of it. Yeah, but he's still like not oh, yeah. as as fashionized as uh, as Lou is. It's it's really interesting, like how long I, I really wish they showed kind of a time frame for how long they started and how long they were in the actual like job together because to to be working as a unpaid intern well a low paid intern for as long as Rick did like man oh yeah I, Lou made a lot of money through <laughs> that time I would I would not have allowed that to happen for so long. <laughs> no, not without uh, a raise. Exactly. Um, anything else good for you? Man, I I think just the acting and the portrayal of the character was pretty much it for me, too. Yeah, I, I, I it just stands out so much. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard. Um, I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember the movie because it has been a little while i probably should have refreshed it um sometime this week but i feel like the soundtrack was pretty good too like there was a lot of happy music and not happy times yeah i mean it makes you even smile at points where you should in real life like be horrified like you're happy when he's happy and when he's happy he's done something really wrong Exactly. Like, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was. I'm trying to remember the exact scene, but I can't really put my fingers on it. I think it was the car crash scene where he beat the cops there and he uh, starts moving the body around of the. The car owner and oh, yeah. to, to get the angle and then he walks up on the hill to get an even better angle and then when he hears the police coming he starts like going in closer so because I guess he self-taught as we, we learn he had learned a different type of form of filmography for and he used it for that scene and it's like yep. happy music's playing and he it's just it's so creepy it really is this guy's really like is. this guy this guy got in a car accident. He's probably either dead or seriously injured and all this guy could think about is I need I, gotta, some, I, gotta, I need a better angle. I need to frame this with a car in the way and slowly zoom in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's oh, really bad. <laughs> it really is. But it's good at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, uh, I've been trying to think of a question for the movie too. So, but maybe it'll come to me later. So let's go ahead and get into the gross. What yeah. we thought was uh, bad about the movie, Albert. What What did you not like? I didn't like most of the beginning where he. It feels like. Huh, I I don't know how to put it into words really. It feels like he almost takes too long for us to realize we're supposed to realize that he's a bad guy. Like he almost struggles, but feels as if he's 
don't know how to put it. No, I, I, I know. I think I know what you're saying. Just because at the beginning part of the movie, it just seems like he's kind of down in the dumps and you really want to feel bad for him. But you don't really get your first hints of besides him running from the security officer. Right. You don't really get your, your that like sense of this guy's very manipula- manipulative and just overall evil until yeah it, it, it until it's almost like, like it's a second character that comes out as soon as he starts picking up a camera yeah i'm i'm trying to think like i don't think you really get that until i want to say after like when he first hires rick yeah even 30 minutes in when he's filming alone i think that's where the movie is still too slow and doesn't feel like it's really started yet. Yeah. I I agree with that a lot because it, it gives you all this like intro backstory for this guy, but it's not really it's not interesting. I don't really yeah, care. Yeah, it's not interesting. Like he's he's struggling at a first time at doing something for the first time and it doesn't feel like it's characterizing our uh, uh it's not characterizing lou yeah um yeah like, if you're like it's if like you're nothing gonna give... yeah nothing personal of him is making him fail it's all these other factors and then only yeah, after like he, he hires hired Rick. And, yeah and... exactly he can't get hired from anyone but that's kind of what we're told instead of what we see and then only after after he hires someone, that's when we figure out like he's picking up the pace. Uh, the movie's picking up the pace, and we finally start seeing what this guy will do to get what he wants. Yeah, um, I agree with that definitely. Uh, just I wish I wish we would have gotten more of a better intro to the movie, just so we kind of knew what to expect because yeah we we kind of we kind of get what he like he's we kind of get he's kind of thieving and not doing things that he should be but it also makes you feel like he's only doing that because he can't get a job rather than he's just a bad person right i think seeing something where we watch him be watch him exploit someone else for a different kind of job, I think would be more interesting than him just stealing some metal and try to turn it around for a quick buck. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, we just get that scene with him and the construction owner, but he doesn't really get away with it. Like he does with other people. Right. Like the guy just pretty much shuts him down from the very beginning. Like, Hey, the cops are around here. I know what you're doing. You, this is the price. And that that's that. Yeah. Get out. I yeah, I wish there was a better way of them showing him manipulating yeah, the... And then he steals a bike but doesn't really we don't see much of his character more than that. He tries to pawn it off, but I mean, nothing interesting through there either. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't do a very good job of pawning it off. Well he still does it actually. He still pawns it off, yeah. but he he tried to sell it as a thirty six gear bike. And this, this, the pawn shop owner was like, there's no bike that has that many gears, dude. Come on nope. now. 
He said uh, tour to Mexico. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, that's, that's not a real thing. Like, th- this is a guy that later on we learn teaches himself a whole lot of stuff. And you would think someone who is trying to steal something and sell it, he would d- definitely know a little bit more about what he's trying to sell. Yeah, he could do some research if he wanted to. Exactly. Like he pretty much just stole the bike out of Impulse because he wanted to buy a, a video recorder. And yeah, camera gear. Yeah. yeah. And what else, what else did he still, still or not steal, uh, buy? He bought the police... Uh, police scanner and a camcorder. Yeah. How do people get those? I mean, there's consumer products available huh not saying that i want them i'm just like <laughs> you're curious I, yeah I, i'm curious as to how a nightcrawler like himself or any other nightcrawler for that matter would uh, be able to get to these stories so fast and yeah it's just kind of kind of weird that that stuff doesn't get confiscated or it's technically not illegal to to listen in on those, huh? Because it's also public, you know, radio waves. So if you just had decent enough gear, even without a police scanner, you could listen in. Got you. I did not know that. Honestly, I've I never really knew much about police scanners, or I didn't really know if they actually existed. Or <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same equipment that police officers use as more powerful transmitters. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, trying to think of anything else gross about the movie other than the early pacing. Yeah, it kind of killed the mood, so it even brought it down to all the way to a 7 for me. Yeah. I, I think if, it, if the intro was a lot better and it got started a lot faster, I, I think that the absence of a true antagonist to our I guess you can call him a protagonist or I, I guess it doesn't really matter if yeah. it, it if it does a better job because I mean in in reality he's he's both <laughs> he's both the protagonist and the antagonist of the movie yep um, unless you want to get really deep and say it's media but I mean we're, we're not doing no no, a uh, literal analysis on this movie. So. <laughs> it's not English class. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Miss Caruso. I don't think she's going to listen to this. Probably not. She's going to scold you does, for cursing. Uh, she, <laughs> I'm, I'm 28 years old, Miss Caruso. You can't yell at me no more. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your vacation. Retirement. <laughs> Gee, that would be nice. I can't wait to retire. <laughs> we're a little <laughs> we're a little away from that yeah a little bit a little bit uh i still can't think of a question um what do you think this is not going to be too thought-provoking this is tea time now by the way i think we're pretty much done with the gross uh what do you think about these nightcrawler positions where people are selling violence and gore for money well, I mean, if there's a want, then someone will find a way to sell something to you. That's and, true. And if people want violence, 
or even if they would rather watch violence compared to other types of news, I then, I mean, I guess it's a way to make a living, which as gross as it is. What about, what about the morals behind it and how just kind of? Well, obviously, it's too far if you're manipulating a scene or something as far as not reporting something when it should be reported to the police. I mean, that's the gross part. I mean, but I I think there's a spot for journalism like that. At least, you know, filming it itself. If people want to know, then there are people that will find a way to show the news like that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's got to get out there at some point. It's, it's. Uh, there, there is a difference between telling people what the news is versus showing the graphic side of it. Yeah, I, I think that it should definitely just go back to more of telling people than showing people this stuff. But I mean, it sells so. But we're so visual now it, it, that it makes news exciting. Exactly. Exactly. Which is the, which is the sad part about it. You need your news to be exciting instead of informative. Yeah, that that explicit warning is very enticing. Yeah, um I just ah, I don't know. I, I I don't really like the whole like news side where you where people sell violence. It's just kind of I mean, but it's it's violence is so ingrained in our culture like well, I'm sure. I'm sure we both played rated M games way before we were oh. 17. So <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Like our parents uh, let us I do guess, that. I guess. I guess that's technically being a yeah. It's kind of being hypocrite in a way. But I, I mean, it's hard to self-reflect I, I, like that. Yeah, it's just kind of like, and this is this is gonna make me sound like a, a Chad or something. <laughs> but there's a difference between a video game and real life violent <laughs> well the, the, i mean but obviously you know about those people yeah. that connected to right that the more violent video games the, you the play the karens of the world <laughs> the, the karens of the world there are good karens out there yes 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 i just uh but it you know the, that connection is often cited but with no evidence mm. well yep that uh that about wraps up my question it was it wasn't really too too invested like it was last time yeah. but you know sometimes it just doesn't come to me any questions for you albert nope blank slate <laughs> blank slate <laughs> all right jugs and plugs wrap it up all right jugs and plugs subscribe to us on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify wherever you get your podcasts uh obviously like share let us know what you thought about Nightcrawler. What do you think about the media selling violence? I thought this it's... was a, going to be a superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> I personally thought he was going to be committing some of the crimes that he was selling. So. Oh, that's what I was hoping for. Like he started shooting and setting it up or somehow something like yeah. that. That would have been interesting. Yeah, maybe he would have used Rick as a as a criminal some kind you know, of evil accomplice yeah. but uh that's that's obviously not what we got so still a very good movie uh this is the legendary sit podcast and join us next time for 
<laughs> Join us next time for Arrival. Will this be the sip that we've been looking for? Bye. <laughs>